Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggles of being an independent filmmaker. I am L. Jeffrey Moore. And I'm Mark Purcell. This week, we are excited to welcome filmmaker Ben Hot Mulholland to the show. <laughs> I know, I was about to say, Ben, your name is not Ben Holland. Good God, man. <laughs> Mulholland. <laughs> I'm just saying, I rehearsed it, and oh, funny. I need another take. Just give That's me another okay. take. Another, you want another take? I don't think you need a, You don't need a take. So Ben, welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, uh, do you do you want to do you want to give him a little intro, or uh, Ben, should you just give your own intro? How do we want to do it here? Ah, oh, go for it. Uh, I mean, what do you want to know? <laughs> um, I basically, I I, I basically want to get a, just a quick like one minute bio of who you are, what you do, like just g- give us give us a little bite sized sample of of your bio. Uh, let's see. Uh, as I said, my name is Ben Hatmolhalind. Molhalind. Oh no. Um, you know, I've been making movies since I was in the sixth grade. I think. Um, yeah, I've been making. I started my real filmmaking career in the Bay Area. Uh, after I got out of San Francisco State, and been making movies whenever I have a chance, uh, as much as possible. Did um, I've nice. had some some ones that are good, and some that never got finished, and some that were really bad. So I mean, you know, <laughs> so that's how it goes. Yeah, man. But uh, now I'm over at SF Film, uh, artist and resident over there, and been working on the Lake Merritt Monster as of late. Nice, man. What year did you graduate SF State? Oh, two, I think. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, I also went to SF State, there. so um, but I graduated like oh nine, uh, so a little bit later than you. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my degree right now. I'm like, when did I graduate? Oh two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it all becomes a blur, somewhat yeah. irrelevant at the at the moment. So. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> did you do the film program or the broadcasting program? I did the film program, cinema program nice. there. Yeah, awesome. I was a Becca major, so I wasn't in the same department. Ah, uh, um, yeah, Becca. Yeah, but it was still good. It was still fun. So, and then, and you work in in uh, film as your day job too? Is that what you do? every day i work for a tv station over uh, at the city of oakland it's a station oh, okay. called k-top so um nice yeah that i do counts. A, yeah it does <laughs> i mean I, I you know i do a fair amount of, of film work every day so that's awesome i i direct you know i direct probably every day there um oh sweet man but um you know it's just different kind. it's mostly television directing yeah i uh i did a shoot at k-top as a pa like back in probably 2010 uh we went over there i used to work for studio b films and we would go to k-top every once in a while for stuff Uh, yeah i remember you guys yeah so we used to come through and uh there's one I remember very distinctly. It was a, a Super Bowl commercial with um, the uh, old coach of the Niners. Uh-huh. What's his name? I can't remember it right now. Um, and Santana, I think, was there. Was Santana? Was that the one with Santana? I don't know if Santana was there. It, I think it was just the coach, Singletary. Okay, I think yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. And then they had Tim and Eric fly from L.A. to to direct it. I don't know if you guys know who Tim and Eric are, but they're like, you know, whatever. They had a, a movie and a show, and they're like, you know, comedians and actors and directors and everything. And I and my job was to pick them up from the airport. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they you know they were they weren't that friendly with me, which was like because I was like this really bright eyed, like super excited, like young guy, like asking questions and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just remember one sat in the front seat next to me, and then one sat in the back seat and they were texting with each other you know in the car with all the the executive people that were with them oh, and man. It, i don't know i was just like wait they were what? texting each other in the car 
Yeah, and like you could hear them good. laughing at the things they were texting each other because they didn't want to, I, I don't know, say it in front of the executives <laughs> maybe, or I don't know what it was. But I mean, I, I just was like asking, I don't remember which one was sitting next to me, but I was just asking him question after question because I was like really excited and he just didn't want to talk to me. So fair <laughs> enough. I was, you know, whatever. I get it. I get it. It's like, you know, this young kid who's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, it, that, was, that, was the, that was my last K-Top experience. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been there for quite a while. So nice. Yeah. It's a really cool space. And I mean, and you guys do your own productions out of there too. Do you like do all the, um, like, uh, like what kind of shoots do you guys do? Um, so, uh, I mean, we, we've been doing a lot of like live, uh, live switch recordings lately, but we do everything from PSAs. Like I usually get tasked with writing, nice. uh, any of the PSAs or treatments or stuff like that for, um, projects. And then usually I end up directing those and producing them and so that's it kind awesome, of man. that's kind of like yeah that's kind of the the filmmaking part of it and a lot of times I'm just doing like live council meetings like live switching council meetings oh yeah so yeah. it's a lot of um in, in a lot of stamina endurance <laughs> to do those live meetings because <laughs> oh yeah they like Jeez. to talk <laughs> yeah and they like to go on and on everybody yeah. everybody is important and they have to like say something that's earth shattering i'm sure yeah yeah they're they're all pun you know a lot of times they're pontificating and you know covering their their behinds as it were yeah um i'll, yeah. I'll do like some of that back of the house camera operating stuff from time to time for conferences and whatever events and things so yeah mm -hmm. definitely know that world a little bit although i imagine city council stuff can be even drier um than CEOs, although CEOs are pretty dry too. <laughs> I mean, you know, like if you if you if you pay attention, it, it uh yeah, it can get that way. But um, you know, it's um yeah, it can be it, it can get boring, but you need to pay attention if you want. Right, to you have to be you have yeah. to be focused, if especially if you're switching, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you get a little bit of a you get that switching ear where you can just hear when someone new is talking. So while you're yeah. looking for the shot, you can hear that they stop talking and you know do your thing. It, it's a it's very it's an art, but it's also you know it can get a little monotonous, but. You know. Yeah. Have you had anything exciting? I mean, is mostly what you do like it's just like city council members coming in or, you know, people from the community coming in talking about, you know, certain things? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we've had some some exciting here and there. I mean, uh a lot of it's people will come rent the stage. I mean, we had um who rented the stage? I why am I having that? See, I told you my brain is not working today. No. Marshawn Marshawn Lynch <laughs> came by and did like a month of shooting at the stage and then um we've had, you know, some Oh, wow. here and there so but and then we also kind of do we've, we've interviewed our own celebrities so it's been okay you know it gets exciting it gets fun you know when you're in there switching and you're directing something it can get that way um and a lot of times with like psa's i can kind of do my own thing so they let me be as inventive as i want to be so that's always you know nice gotcha fine, nice. gotcha so, no good enough for government. So let's talk about um, getting into this SF Film House uh, program. Um, so you, were, are you a resident just at starting in 2018 or were you there and also in 2017 or 2019? I mean, were you also there in 2018 or yeah. is it just 2019? Okay. That's my second year. Your second year. Oh, wow. So and how does that work? Because um, I've had friends who have done it, who've like just done one year or whatever. But do you have to like reapply after the year or do they just like kind of decide if you 
are you know are going to stay around or what's the process yeah you do you have to you have to reapply every year oh, okay and you get i think you get a maximum of two years oh, okay nice it used to be kind of you know forever but now they they have a they have turnover oh they have a cap on it now mm-hmm. yeah so how long did you like apply to that program before you got in or did you just get on the first time that you applied or you uh know? man i <laughs> i've been applying since i uh, i don't know i was in college probably I, oh wow so forever then basically yeah i mean i you know I'd, I'd do a few years of trying and then i'd give up and then i'd do a few years of trying and then i'd give up and but i mean you know i was mainly applying for like the grants i wasn't applying for the residency i didn't even really like oh wow know how to apply for the residency back in the day and then how old is the residency now i want to say it's like more than five it's old it's been around for like I feel, I feel like the residency's been around for a few years like I mean yeah. like you know five or seven years or something like, or longer yeah that sounds about yeah. right but yeah I had knocked on that door for a long long time as a grant as trying to get a grant and then uh Maria was like you should apply as a resident and I was like oh yeah maybe I should so, oh, nice. <laughs> so Maria I mean, who Ma- Maria Judice. Ah, uh, yes. I think I, I forget. Yeah, I, we were having lunch or something. She's like, yeah, you should try. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try. She's like, yeah, you know, it's that they had just had some turnover there. So it was a new group of fresh folks in there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah and, def- definitely shout out to, to uh, Maria. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I didn't Maria mean to cut you off, but just for those who don't know, so Maria is a consultant of sorts. She was actually part of the Kickstarter campaign for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Th- yeah, this was before they went to, I think they did a residency at a Sundance, like their version of, version of SF Filmhouse. I can't remember the exact name, but. Yeah, yeah. it was like some Sundance program. And it, what was always unclear to me was like if the, his residency at SF Filmhouse was after the Sundance thing, I think it was from my understanding, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I think he was at Filmhouse after Sundance. I'm not, sh- not, I'm not 100 percent sure though. Was he there the the your year that you were there? Or was did mm-hmm. he leave before you got there? He left before I got there. But okay. I, I mean, he came to like a party. He came to a couple parties. I met him. Yeah. I um, I asked for a little bit of uh through one of the uh SFO managers because I was uh trying to get on this program called uh, TW150 and uh, Joe Talbot had been through that, so I got to talk with him a little bit about what his experience was like, which was really cool. He was really gracious about it, and um, you know, he gave me the lowdown, and that uh, you know, that's when I talked to him. I think he had just finished shooting Last Black Man, so he was kind of oh, in nice. the edit room. So uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's how I got, I got in, uh, just by, you know, I asked for a few people help to, you know, they asked you for like, uh, an application, um, yeah. for references. And I just happened to have a few people that had been through the program to kind of vouch for me, which was great. And mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know. I think I also had a good idea. So it was kind of the culmination of all those things, uh, turnover nice. plus good idea plus, you know, influential people. Right, right. Saying no, that you're okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Well, congratulations. And I mean, I've, I've, so I've had, talked to a couple of people who've been through the program, but like the one, the last person we had on the show who mm-hmm. went through it, I think he had kind of just started or maybe he was like halfway through. So he didn't really have a really good answer to a lot of the questions, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. it was like, well, 
checking with me in a year or whatever. And then mm-hmm. he hasn't been back since. Um, but for you, like this going into your second year, like what has it been like being a resident resident? Has it really been like, what, what is the day to day? Like, do you go in there all the time? Or are you just coming in once a week or something and checking in? Like, how does it work? I go as much as I can. <laughs> um, I usually, it's usually ends up being about once a week consistently. Like we're um, sometimes it's twice a week, depending on if, I can get over there. You're supposed to go twice a week. Okay. But I, you know, I got kids and a job, so it's a little difficult. And I actually, when I was writing last year, I was there more. I was there like three times a week. Nice. Just because I was like in the middle of like writing. Now I kind of um, am more into the development kind of angle. So it's, I go a little bit less frequently, but I probably should up those, up that number <laughs> of days I go. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard just with everything um, that's going on. Yeah. And and is it like kind of used just as as, a, as an office space to work out of, and or do you have like a certain type of man, man, mentorship that you get every time you're there, or is it just depending on people's availability, or like how does that work? It um no, you have mentors that you can meet with, and you have um it's it's mainly office space. Like you get to sit, you can kind of get there and get your writing done. You can have they have production meetings where you can go in and you can meet with folks, uh, with your peers and discuss your project or discuss their. Project project um last year we started a writer's group um so now there's the writer's group there's also a director's group that got started last year oh nice um by fawaz and um i don't know if i i think it was elena and fawaz kind of started that it's, those are two of the really awesome residents there mm-hmm. nice. and um i started the writer's group with elena and then so i've been carrying i kind of have taken more of a, a leadership role this year because elena was doing the writer's group pretty tough last year and now she's in i think pre-production on her movie so i was like okay i'll take it over Okay. It sounds like you guys have like your main objective, like what you got accepted to go in for. Right. And then there's little offshoots of of camaraderie, of collaboration. And then, you know, like your workshopping stuff, you know, just being in the mix. Is that pretty much the gist? I mean, it's really it's really the community that like, if you're going there, it's, you know, it's it, community is what the best part of it. I'll say that you get to meet up, right. you get to meet and work about around a bunch of other people that artists that are making their movies and you know uh, bounce off of them and bounce your ideas and make sure things are working and do like I did a reading of the Lake Merritt Monster there and a lot of people attended it and I really got a sense as to what was working and what wasn't which informed like my last rewrite before I really sent the script out oh nice so it's been like I mean that's the I think that's the best part is just being around other artists and having like feeling like you're not alone in what you're doing and just being able to you know we share resources too you know somebody might nice. find something that you need or somebody might you know meet someone that you should meet and then we all kind of bounce around and we support each other so i think that is the best part of the residency yeah nice. that reading that reading uh was awesome and next time my man give give me a little heads up before you give me <laughs> give me some well, God, what was it, it was a filipino <laughs> monster the, the, the manan yeah, manan i'm sorry man you know what i, I was like i was like Jeffrey gonna get me. Jeffrey gonna get me because I was like, because I was going through all the little cuts that I had on my, you know, I recorded and I was like, this is so funny. I was like, but he's gonna be mad. I'm like, I'm putting it anyway. He'd just be mad. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I died laughing when I heard. It. I was like, "Yes, I remember that word." <laughs> yeah, it was just so like classic. It was funny, but I mean, yeah, you know, you did. You were killing it. it, was, yeah. it, it I can make fun of you a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so, did Jeff so read good. for a character in in your read for Lake Mo- Merritt Monster? Yeah, he read several characters, like three. Oh, I think. nice. So yeah. So so funny. Like I did a reading for my uh, film, the alternate, uh, a, a little over a year ago, and he also he read for the lead in that one. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm just saying, He's just the you know, I, yeah, you know, I'm I'm here, guys. I'm yeah, here, sure. you know, I, you know, just you know, Berkeley, just let me know. Yeah, <laughs> let me know you need me. Cast me when you need me. <laughs> Absolutely. You you know you know you're gonna be in the movie, uh, Jeff. You know it. So. Oh, he, okay. said it, he said it on the air now. Yeah, I know, just, right? Not, not, I mean, not promising any lead roles or anything, but oh, a role for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. It'll be like, where's my $2 <laughs> <laughs> every day? Oh, my God. He's going to hang you some chicken wings. Talk about eat the chicken wings. <laughs> Man. So, so Ben... <laughs> when you applied for the program like a year plus ago or whenever and you got accepted like what did you expect the program to be and you know has it lived up to that or was it just something completely different or was it about what you expected um you know like i think i expected it you know i was a little i don't want to say i was naive but i was like i came in and i was like all right this is going to be a stepping stone to getting the grant because i need the grant because i want to make this movie and like i didn't you know i didn't really know what it was going to be when I went in and like I've you know I got in there and it was it was great and I applied for the grant and didn't get it and I applied for the grant a couple more times and didn't get it <laughs> right <laughs> like, and it was you know a like, common story <laughs> and it wasn't you know I had to like check myself about why I was going to be there like you know am I here for to get like am I here just to get the grant or am I here to you know am I missing what the the better purpose versus the money like and we all need the money like let's not even play around right. like, we all right, need right. it we all need it but only some of us are going to get it and so it was you know i found a community versus just you know the the cash grant and that i think has been way more valuable than having the money so i think that you know when you go in to anyone who's thinking about going into the residency um you know i would consider going if you need that community like that's the the other artists that i work with all do such beautiful work and you know you can learn stuff from each other i've learned so much from my peers and so i think that we get taught to go after that cash like we want the cash we need need it i mean you know we need it's it's true we all need it and it's like in this don't miss the other things that are are there because there's a lot of great mentors that are there like nicole perlman who's a really good writer she wrote on you know captain marvel and guardians of the galaxy and oh yeah she just got done doing like detective pikachu like i mean she did a lot of she's done a lot of like big movies for marvel yeah and you know she has a lot of wisdom about you know, the career. Nice. But she's been an invaluable kind of mentor, you know? Um, nice. And there's been, we've met with producers and we've met with people who do outreach and internet and managers and like all of them are able to give us valuable insight into 
what um what filmmaking is like and so yeah nice. i think you're absolutely right though i mean everybody is you know like you're writing the grant to get the money and then forgetting about the whole community thing because once you think about it once you develop that community like you're going to get the resources that you need whether it's money or whether it's supplies or like kind donations or anything like that like that plus you'll have the money and the connection so you know you're you're just going to be done blessed i think yeah i mean i've you know during this kickstarter it has been that community of folks that has really supported me like they're the ones blasting it out daily they're the ones who really love that project and have become cheerleaders for the project and so you know now i have versus versus the cash i've i've got friends and and uh and colleagues you know so i mean that's the you know that's the thing like the the kind of evolution that has happened since maybe the when i first thought about applying or even all those years ago when I was just applying for the grant um, to, you know, now. And I think, you know, I think I, I wrote a, I wrote a feedback thing to them today. And it was just like, they were like, what do you like about it? I was like, community, like the people, the filmmakers, like that's what's been the best part. So it's funny that that question comes up. It's come up to nice. me twice today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So, has there been any challenges that you face uh, being in the program? Like you talked about like the best part being the community and like how you've grown, you know, as an artist through your time there. But like what what has been the biggest challenge for you um, going through the program? I mean, I picked a, you know, I didn't pick like a little small movie <laughs> to make that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't go in there with, a, you know, two people talking, arguing or something. It, I picked a visual effects film. Um, that's kind of the harder challenges is one, you know, convincing, figuring out how to make that, that big visual effects film on like, you know, on a small budget and convincing others that it can be done. Like those have been probably the biggest challenges. What's have been challenges my entire career? Cause for some reason I can't write a movie about two people talking in a row. So, <laughs> right. Um, I've tried. I have a similar problem, so I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, I talk about, I, I did that once and like a zombie ended up in the middle of the room or something like, it's just one of those, I just don't have the ability. So I get you. <laughs> right. Right. So I stopped trying. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to make this. I'm just going to write this movie with monsters and laser cannons in it. And, See where it gets me. So, like, well, like, how how do you overcome that? And like, you know, because that's something that I hear too from people is that I'm trying to make a, a sci-fi movie on a low budget, and they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, that that can't be done. And not everyone's like that, but a lot of people are, you know. So, how do you combat that? Like, what what do you say to get people to be like, no, you can do you it. You got to be like, you know, I mean, uh, got to be a little bit kind of like Captain Ahab, you know, like we're going to go there and we're going to find the whale and kill it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and they're like, Oh no, man. It's like, no, we will do it. I can show you, follow me. You know, like it's just, that's what it is. Like you just have to, I don't, you know, I'm figure I'll, I'll work it out each step of the way. I mean, I have a grand plan maybe mostly, but it's like, you know, if I'm, I'm, I just, just gonna do it. I'm just going to climb that mountain, and if y'all want to come with me, let's go. Nice. Well, that's that's cool. I mean, I I remember so many other lo-fi sci-fi movies that probably didn't cost a lot, 
question mark like the one one movie i'm thinking about is a uh, slight and oh look you you had the director oh yeah uh, on yeah, the show JD yeah dillard was on yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a great comp for for me because it's like was the same budget level that i was trying to go after although now i'm going lower than that but, <laughs> but it was like an example of a movie like yeah i made for two for a quarter million and it got in the theaters and it's a sci-fi movie and all this stuff and then yeah so no, it right. was great all right I mean, yeah. So it it can be done. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anything can be done, man. Like, right. I, just to be just to be <laughs> honest, like I'm like anything can be done. Like, first of all, you have to have the balls to like have the plan, like to even think you're gonna do it. Like, once you get past that part, like I feel like people show up to help yeah. out because I wasn't gonna make Lake Merritt Monster. I was gonna make like something else, something smaller. Okay, and, what um, was it? What was it? Can uh, you say? Do you want to say? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, I was going to, uh, I had two things. I had, a, um, I had this, uh, web series called Henching. I th- oh, that's right. I remember you telling Yeah, you. I was telling you about that. It was that. I was going to do that. And then, um, cause I just needed like four actors for that. Um, and like a garage. So I was going to do that. And then I was like, huh, man, maybe I'll, um, I was going to shoot this other movie. What was it about? Oh, it was about this guy who builds a computer in his house and tries to <laughs> co- download his consciousness into the computer. And he, he Oh, wow. Crazy. Um, and like he tries to make basically a, a digital copy of himself to live forever. So that was like that, a little. Wow. That was like this drama that was going to take place in one room. Nice. It was between him and himself and the computer. Like the the actor was going to play himself and the and the voice in the computer and then like the guy's wife and it was this whole kind of uh, you know like this weird menage a trois thing that was going to happen. So um, so what what drew you away from that? Like why didn't you just pursue? Because that seems like you know as low budget goes, it seems a lot more feasible. You know what happened was I had been working on Lake Merritt Monster for like a year and everyone was excited about that movie and no matter what i did people are like you need to make that movie you need to make this movie you need to make that movie and i'm like ah, it's, it's gonna cost money and they're like no you need to make it and like i just i finally shut up and listened to the universe and was like all right fine fine we'll make it <laughs> and, yes. that, and that was you know and that, and as i've done that like the the crew has come together the you know my dps are really hard nut to crack and he read the script and he was like this is the best thing you've ever written uh, <laughs> and i nice. was like oh okay yeah. cool and so it was you know i mean everyone was excited about that project and i've learned in my time that I can be really like idiosyncratic and like be in my little hole and be like, this is a good movie. Now I'm going to talk about this right now and be <laughs> right. really like that. And I've learned to like, listen to the audience and just be like, I can, I've got 50, a hundred, 200 ideas. Like I have ideas coming out my ass. So which ones resonate with other people? Right. You know, and this one was resonating all over the place. And so it was, it was mine to, to give up and so i figured i better just lean into what i had to say in this piece and try to get it made and so far like the response has been great i mean i've i've gotten a ton of donations i mean we've you know people talk about it they get excited when they hear the idea yeah, yeah you, you had me at lake Merritt monster i was like okay <laughs> right? i need to have this guy on the show as soon as freaking possible <laughs> it sells itself man you know yeah. <laughs> what's it about it's about a monster in a lake what do you want <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And where does it take place? Oakland. Yeah, I'm there. I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's just been one of those ideas that people hear and they're like, it's amazing. And then they read the script and they're like, it's awesome. And then, you know, I don't have to do anything else. It's just, you know, I just go I make sure I can say action and make sure the movie's good. Like, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was just thinking about a few other monster movies like the Hulk, the big, the the first Hulk. Oh yeah, Ang the Lee. first Hulk. Yeah. yeah, they fought in San Francisco. Right. I'm like, yeah. dang, yeah, not. And, you know, and then of course uh, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, they always go to San Francisco. That, it's all yeah. about the gold. It's always San Francisco. X Men: The Last Stand. Yeah, ah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Trek. You know, yep. like they all go to, to SF. Um, That's what I want to know. Where, where is, where is Oakland in the in in the Abram verse of Star Trek? That's <laughs> that's important. I'm just saying yeah. that's important. Okay. Well, I mean, if you've seen Ant Man and the Wasp, they're they're in San Francisco, but there yes. are a couple shots that are in Oakland. Oh, and like Berkeley. Clearly, they were know. in Berkeley because they yeah. they yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, the first day that um I got my job at K Top, which I found I found out I thought it would be a great omen, like I was going to be making movies in like two years. <laughs> Although I did <laughs> right. I did make movies, I was like I'll be in Hollywood in two years because oh, I I was I was going there and like the day I the first day of my job they were shooting the matrix reloaded like around the corner from my job and i like was watching them jump out of like the car comes jumping out and the twins are hanging out the top and they're like shooting down and i'm just like watching it from like my job and i'm like i've arrived they're shooting the matrix (laughs) reloaded right outside my job that's amazing (laughs) and i'm like man this is it this is the omen i've been waiting for i'm Going to Hollywood, right? Well, you know yeah. they're wow. doing it again, right? Yeah, I know they're going to do number four. It sounds, it's it, it, and a bunch of my friends worked on Reloaded and Revolutions and mm-hmm. V for Vendetta. Like they were all, I'm, I'm going to laugh if they're all up here working on, you know, oh, that's the fourth one. But it was, yeah, it was like that was the thing. Like I just took it as like this is my way, and then you know, 15 years later, and <laughs> I'm right, still right. doing my thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, but it's how many marathon, movies have you spread. made in the fifteen years? No, yeah, you no, made, like, I've like made like four yeah. or five short films or something. Yeah, I've made, I've attempted five films and finished three or four. Nice, those are good odds. Yeah, That's I mean, really it, good I, number, yeah. it's it's my money, so <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones that I had. I think I had one guy. Um, invest in a short film like he just gave me some money i don't even know why i mean oh funny it, i mean i i don't know he just was like i believe in you here's my here's ten thousand dollars i was like fuck wow um that's awesome i mean it was awesome yeah and i finished the movie and he got you know i brought him down and treated him like royalty and get, you know gave him all the stuff and it was like kickstarter without the kickstarter wow with one mm. kick with one backer <laughs> <laughs> yeah um hey did you hit him up for this one yeah uh he i no, I, I did we'll see i think he's he's expended his cash with no. me oh, <laughs> his name no but i mean his name is gabriel. He, shout out to gabriel for real shout out gabriel thank you once again I mean, he should be like oh my god this guy's in the sm film film house program oh, you yeah. know come he's, on he's gabriel got this big movie that he's doing <laughs> come on That's gabriel so awesome you got the don't, host VFX don't you want to be in the movie gabriel your movie you know come on man <laughs> i don't know i'll call him up we'll see 
how did you get the 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 VFX artist from the host to uh, jump on your movie or the monster creator uh, that to was, work with you? That was all uh, my sup- my visual effects supervisor Aiden. Like Aiden, um, I had you know I had produced Aiden's movie. It's a visual effects movie called Space Out. So I like produced it and kind of visual effects produced it, but I mainly just took my producer credit. And you know I called up Aiden and I was like Aiden doing this short man like can you do you want to supervise and he's like no and <laughs> i said aiden please oh, that's <laughs> you, so funny you owe he me. was like no thanks <laughs> i was like you owe me man i worked in your movie for like two and a half years <laughs> oh wow and he was like all right and so he did it and then he was working with him and he was like i got this guy who he's a monster creator you should meet and so we had lunch and you know, he's like, yeah, he's the guy who did the host. And I was like, holy shit. That's awesome. And um, so he's the one who, you know, just designed a monster. And I was like, well, can he just, is he going to design our movie? <laughs> our movie wow. monster? And he was like, yeah, I'm talking to him about it. And, you know, we had a few more lunches and Jack came on board and started designing the monster. That's awesome. Which isn't finished yet, but we'll, I'm, hopefully it'll be finished soon. Um, I just think that's amazing how stuff like that just kind of stumbles together. You know what I mean? Like those really happy accidents and yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It, was, it was, I mean, just talking to him was like, just, you know, I would have been happy just having the conversations that we had about, you know, visual effects and monster creation and all that. And I mean, he's, he's a really cool, nice guy, like really great guy. So I'm, you know, I'm ecstatic to have worked with him thus far on the project, you know, so. Nice. So so I have a question. I want to kind of jump back just a little bit. So when you first applied to the SF Film House, you applied with the Lake Merritt Monster, right? Yeah. As your project? Yeah. And then at that point, did you have a full finished version of the script or was it just kind of like an outline? Uh, it was more like an outline. I mean, I had like, I think I had 20 pages or something. Okay, nice. And then so your first year you spent at the film house writing the script and getting the feature all ready to go? Uh, yeah, I was just writing the first year. Like literally the, the I just wrote all the time. And I mean, I had, you know, I had, I put together a lookbook and I got some art done. Nice. Um, I needed to see just like what it would look like. And I found that to be invaluable in the script writing process is to like find a I had a, a storyboard artist named Kirk Henderson, who's very, he's just an awesome artist and a great guy. And um, I just sent him some stuff and he was like, I sent him some pages and some shots and I kind of went out and directed the first 10 minutes on the lake and he like, Oh, nice. Sent it back to me. And just like directing, like the cool things, like I, when I directed the script, like I could see what did and didn't work. And that informed me going back to write the script. So when you, when you say you directed the script, did you have actors that came out with you and you just sort of, Mm -mm. or, or did you go out with him and sort of talk him through it or how did it work? I just went out and like started taking pictures and was like, okay, where's the shot? Where's this shot going to be? Where's the actors going to stand? Like I just, basically went out and like blocked out the entire first 10 minutes of the movie oh, nice. and realized like and i rewrote it like based on what i had worked on because some of the stuff i had written didn't work and some of it was just flat out boring and uh. so it was really cool and then i mean you know i had a lot of mentorship at sf film just with like talking with uh the staff there and talking with other writers there and and the actual mentors that would you know, be there. And it's just, I just got a lot of feedback and a lot of, um, you know, what worked and what didn't work. And people were just really excited about the project. So, so it was just, you know, like I said, that whole group of folks over there, uh, helped get it off the ground. Nice. And so, 
when you finished your first year, was that when the draft of the, of the feature was done? And, and was your plan always to go into doing the short film? Or did you think that like you'd be ready to go out and raise money and get the movie made once the first draft was done? So after that draft was done, I had met a bunch of people that worked at production companies and... I had taken some meetings in LA and had, you know, I was basically like, I shopped it around and literally every single uh, meeting was like, we love the idea. Your visuals for this lookbook are amazing. The art's amazing. Um, we want to read the script, but we need a short film. Oh, wow. They're like the easiest way for us to get it financed or to say yes to financing or to get other people to finance this is that we need the short film. And and your other proof of concept shorts that you'd done before weren't enough for them. They wanted to see the actual short of that movie. Yeah, they were like, uh, I mean, I mean, I had kids. My last short is five years ago, five or six years ago. Okay. So it wasn't that it was a bad short. It's just old. Okay. You want to, they need something fresh. Wow. You want to see what I'm going to do now. And I admit like, I don't, that short doesn't represent my talent now. Okay. Um, Although I'm proud of that short. And it was just like, yeah, we want to see what you can do now. And we want to see if you can do this. Like, cause I don't have any right. horror movies in my, in my repertoire. <laughs> like, right, right, like, right. I don't have any, you know, uh, this kind of movie I'd never made before. And so it's easier for them just to go in and be like, here, here's a short. This is what's going to look like. Oh, that's amazing. Here's money. Like that's easier. Yeah. That's an easier sell than going, well, here's this previous movie, which is about, you know, terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now we want. Now we have full confidence that he can make this movie about with visual effects with monsters. Visual effects no. monsters, like, and and, <laughs> yeah, and even yeah. like the visual effects from my last movie compared to like movie or to visual to monsters. That's a whole different like right. skill set of yeah, like. Yeah design and you know you have to have the monster walk through the scene what's it gonna do do you have previs like it's a whole different beast and it's just um no pun intended and it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's right. like it's you know it's that kind of thing and so um yeah it's just a it's a harder sell kind of funny how because usually not usually but a little while ago it was people wanted to see your first feature like people were running to make their first feature instead of doing short films. And so now it just seems like the opposite, you know, is happening. Well, I think that you're, I think that if you're going to make a, a, a feature about two people talking or, you know, a feature that's not so high end or high budget, like mm -hmm. then, yeah, I mean, if it's a million dollar movie, it seems like it's going to be based on actors ability and you, you know, you have learning how to videotape this or not videotape, but to film this kind of, <laughs> I know, like I'm all like, tell you brains broken. Um, <laughs> so you filming this, this thing, you know, this movie, like then I think there's a higher degree of confidence in you being able to do that. Like that can be walkthrough, but like in a visual effects film, like, if you don't get the plates right, oh yeah, if you done. don't get like the placing right, if you you know if if you make a scene where a monster jumps out of water versus on land, like you're you're talking about adding like a hundred thousand dollars to your visual effects budget just by it being in fucking water. Wow. <laughs> so and so to, and to render water realistically is just super hard. Right. I mean, you can, you've all seen those visual effects movies where the water looks like jelly, like jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you're just like, oh man, who did that job? <laughs> so. So 
Yeah. So what is your budget that you're going to have to have for this movie? Do you have a rough idea? Is it going to be like multiple millions or are you going to keep it lower than that? Where, where, where are you at? I mean, we have some ideas that I can't talk about um, <laughs> right? on ways to keep that budget down <laughs> because they're proprietary. I mean, I probably could, but I don't fully un- – I understand, but yeah. not fully enough to talk about it. Sure, sure. But um, so we have ways that are going to keep the monster – like be able to do the visual effects with a small team and keep it like really polished so nice we're kind of following that instinct and then for the short we're really like you know we're avoiding things like water we're avoiding things like um shooting in the daytime like a lot of the monster stuff will be done at night because it's much easier to render right, uh, right with shadow so we're gonna yeah we're gonna you know we'll be inventive in that way um but for the feature i mean yeah it's there's a there's some pretty big action there's some pretty big monster sequences in that feature so i look i think it'll be in the 10 million dollar range don't quote, oh, wow. don't quote me i haven't had it uh yeah budgeted out yeah i haven't <laughs> done a line budget yet so i don't know but i was hoping i'm hoping to use some some jaws techniques <laughs> yeah to yeah bring yeah that number down so well it's funny like when i was thinking about doing like this kind of movie as my first movie a million years ago um I used Attack the Block as my reference, you know, as the type of movie that I thought I wanted to make, you know, and I think that budget was around 11 million. Yeah. So it feels like that's a pretty good number, you know, for that level of, you know, um, action, sci-fi, you know, visual effects short or feature. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just basically decided that I can't do that for my first movie. (laughs) I just, no one's going to take me seriously for, uh, you know, first feature over anything over, you know, half a million dollars. I I don't think so. I'm just like, that's why I sort of refocused and doing a smaller sci-fi sort of thing. But yeah, man. Which is probably, yeah, which is probably wise. I, you know, <laughs> I wish I had but, that wisdom. <laughs> but I mean, but you're also at, 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 uh, the FS, SF film house. You, you know, I, I don't have connections at, you know, production companies in Los Angeles. I mean, a couple, you know, I've, I've had a couple meetings, but if you got those ends and they're telling you, we love your idea and we just need to see the short film, it kind of feels like you're set up in a good place. Mm, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Like, <laughs> it's never, it's not like they gave me a promissory note. Like, right, right. Of course. <laughs> you just, you, you don't know. Like, you know, they can change their mind. Right. They could, they, they're three, three monster movies with kids in it could come out in a week. And then I'm, you know, they're like, ah, that's burnt out. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you just, you just don't know. Um, uh, but, you know, to be, you got to go after it though, right? Yeah, you can't, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. Just yeah. let that stuff, yeah. Well, to me, I, you know, to me, I was like, all right, I'm gonna call everyone's bluff. Right there, you go. <laughs> I was like, all right, you guys say I do this, and you, you, you want to see it, and you think you'll, you know, okay, here, here's the short, here's, here it is, in all its glory. Nice, and then so when you. And this is probably jumping a little bit ahead, but like when you do have the the short finished and it's completed and ready to go, are you gonna do um, a festival run with it, yeah. or are you just gonna show it separately to to? Okay, so you'll do the festival thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, we'll we'll we have a list of folks that are gonna see it before it goes on a festival run, and then we'll send it around. Yeah, but that festival run is really like if you hit there, like you're you're, mm-hmm. you're probably in a pretty good place. Because, I mean, you know, especially like if you follow the Joe Talbot method, from my understanding, that's sort of what happened with him is like he had, you know, 
people say that they wanted to make his movie, but they needed to see something because he hadn't, hadn't directed anything. So then he made his short film. Of course, it gets into Sundance and then the rest is history pretty much, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, but we also have to. I'm just saying we also have to take into consideration that he had he had the he had the goals to be not goals, but he had the opportunity to make that short because, you know, he had worked for a bad robot. Right. So, oh, oh, really? Joe Tal Joe Talbert. Oh, Joe Talbot. Yeah, he's the one for the last black man in San Francisco. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a slide. J.D. Dillard. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, His story is his story is crazy. He just went to a party and someone like he basically got a deal to direct his first feature at from meeting someone at a party like that, <laughs> that's right that was it's like that's right i mean yeah. amazing story but you know it's just like i guess only in la right um well, but he know. also did work at bad <laughs> robot and he had those connections too so there was other reasons other factors that's who you know um, i told a young kid today i was like it's who you know yeah totally and and you still gotta know what you're doing movie can be you know yeah. like well it's, it's, <laughs> like both. What you it's can both. both it's both it's, it's both who, yeah. it's who you know and having a good idea and being able to execute yeah, yeah definitely you know and them and them believing you to execute i mean when i go in and i pitch my movie and yeah it's a visual effects movie with monsters in it and i pitch it with a straight face as if i can do it i know i can do it i don't you know i, I don't have any yeah. illusions that i can't direct this movie and so I, when i walk in it's like yeah i just for lack of better euphemism i set my big balls on the table and be like yeah i can do this shit <laughs> yeah and they, and they look at me and they know they're like oh yeah he can do it but we need right. but to get the money right we need to prove he can do it you have to have the proof yeah, yeah. so i mean definitely you know, and you know it's... especially for that kind of budget i think you know i think in, in a world where it's a hundred thousand dollar movie like that's a lot easier check to sign but when you're going into like multi-million dollar anything yeah then yeah you definitely need to have have something to show you know and and they don't really make you know the production companies are not making 10 million dollar movies right now maybe netflix right maybe amazon or like green lighting 10 million dollar movies but most of the big yeah uh companies are not making 10 that that space no unless they're unless they've got a visual high concept movie that with an untested director, then yeah, then they might risk it, but it's just not happening a lot. Yeah, it's all yeah. tent poles now. Uh, summer, maybe a few Christmas, you know, blockbuster movies, and then after that, yeah, I wish those those lower budget movies were coming back. I think that's like they will. something that I'm missing. Well, they've come back as a viewer, you know. They 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 have come back though, but it's on Hulu and Netflix and right. Apple TV. So it's just kind of like, and honestly, you know, I went to. I went to see a few movies at the local theater, like at AMC, and like the AC broke down twice. You oh, know? really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, it was the most. so bad. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this is what everybody means when they, they're tired of going to the movies. I'm like, that's it. I'm renting movies from now on, you know? Oh, man. Hey, just I, I, AMC. Uh, first off, AMC is not the best theater to go to in the Bay Area. We got Grand Lake Theater. That's where you this should be true. seeing all your movies. <laughs> this is true. They don't this have those true. problems. It's a better experience, you know? I've seen The whatever. Last Jedi at Grand Lake. There you I've go. Seen the Hateful Eight at Grand Lake. There you go. Uh, what else have I seen? D- I can uh, ditto both of those. Do yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys don't uh, remember when there used to be a Century Eight in the East Bay, do you? 
Ooh. Century Eight. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when I was growing up in North Carolina, there were yeah, I remember Century Eight. I remember the yeah. United Artists Eight, which is still there in Berkeley. That's where I used to go when I grew up around. Oh here. yeah, 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 yeah. And, Went to see Toy Story um, Four. It up, was the, the and Shattuck Cinemas, which is still there. Um, Century Eight was and, the only only movie theater in East Oakland. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was I raised I grew up in Berkeley, so we went to the um yeah to those yeah, yeah, the Berkeley yeah. theaters. Yeah, but uh, oh, but I definitely used to go to the Emeryville Theater, which which isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, old United Artists, which then became Regal, and now is just completely gone. Oh yeah, I uh, like that, that was a good theater. Yeah, that was so, a lots theater. of great movies there. Yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, it was a good deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk about your crowdfunding approach because I'm about to do crowdfunding, and I'm, <laughs> I have a lot of questions about how you went about it, like what, like why you went the route you did, like, you know, just as far as like Kickstarter versus a lot of other platforms, like talk to us about how you approached this crowdfunding. So, you know, shout out to Maria who gave me some, again, (laughs) she's a little guru. It's funny. I know her as a filmmaker, not as like this, this internet guru that she is now. (laughs) Cause me and Maria, uh, Maria, uh, produced my first movie. Oh, nice. Which is funny straight out of, um, straight out of school. That's how we became friends. Um, so Maria gave me the heads up, like you need to build a team. You need to like have tons of lead time, do all that stuff. So that was like what I concentrated on first. And then SF film had, uh, one of the Kickstarter reps come out and talk to us, like do like a kind of a seminar thing or whatever. Oh, nice. It was like, it was like a, it was a crowdfunding talk. And so I got to meet her and, um, I just like pitched her and she was like, that's amazing. Let me know when it launches and I will, you know, we'll look it over and make sure it's all good. So like six months later, <laughs> I finally finished like all this prep and I've assembled like my, my, uh, my online team and I've got my producer nice. roped into it. And I'm like, got a lot of my crew lined up and I've done all this groundwork with like, you know, um, I got a bunch of concept art done, uh, and I did all this like kind of groundwork. And I, I think, well, actually I should say four months later and I, I hit her up and she looks at it and she sends it over to her cohort over, uh, at the narrative part of Kickstarter. And they look at it, gave me some notes. And then every two weeks I'm ready to launch and I find something else wrong and we have to like fix it. And, <laughs> oh, wow. and it's like, Oh no, we need more of this. Oh no, we need that. Oh, we want to offer pins as a, as a perk. We need to get them designed. And I got to go find an artist to design. Like it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back until finally we got to a point where we were like, it's good. Nice. And then it was literally like strategically over that six months, I was just prepping folks like that. I knew. And talking to people and telling them I'm getting ready to do this thing. And, you know, people like I was getting emails after a while. Like, are you doing it or what? (laughs) Oh, wow. And so it was just a lot of it was a ton of prep work, man. And just launching when you're ready. Yeah. And having a contact at Kickstarter. Nice. Which I don't know how any I would have even gone about getting a contact there without having, you know, the introduction of SFM. Right. Right, right. So it's just all those kinds of um, all those kinds of things. Like, uh, you know, if you ever see a Kickstarter presentation, like someone's offering one, go to it and meet the people and talk to them and like be like, "This is what I'm gonna do. Will you, yeah. will you guys help?" And sometimes you know, they'll probably say, "Yeah." They've been really gracious over there. Yeah, 
Did you ever think about doing other platforms like Indiegogo or Seed and Spark or, you know, I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that I know of mainly for film. Um, or was it always just like, since you had that Kickstarter presentation, you're like, okay, I'm going to go with Kickstarter. Um, yeah, because I had the, the part that I knew somebody over there that was willing to help. I definitely went with Kickstarter. And I mean, I, you know, I worked with my social media person and was like, you know, what's the best brand awareness for crowdfunding? And, you know, Kickstarter just has a larger brand awareness. Awareness. Like people know what you're talking about when you say I have a Kickstarter. Right, right. So it was like rolling with, you know, it's just kind of, I took people's advice in terms of that. But yeah, definitely the contact made a big difference. Like, and I had not used, you know, I had forgotten, I'm sorry, Seed and Spark, but I had forgotten Seed and Spark was there. Oh, yeah. Because they're more, they're more film centric. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Indiegogo I'd done once before, but hadn't used them in a while. So it's just, yeah, I just kind of was like, let's just use Kickstarter. We've got, we've got yeah. momentum in, on that platform. Let's go that way. Yeah. Kickstarter is what I've used the most, you know, like my first short film I did way back, I used to kickstarter for that and then a couple other projects i've been a part of have been kickstarter projects you know and i've backed a bunch of kickstarter projects mm -hmm. you know over the years but i've been thinking about seed and spark lately and thinking that that might be the one i go with for my next project mm -hmm. um but you know i do have one person on my team who is you know also saying that kickstarter has the most brand awareness just like you said um but uh i'm trying to convince her that seed and spark isn't a bad option either you know Let's see. Well, where's your uh, audience that's... at? Like, yeah. that's what I was going to, you know, where do you think your audience will go? Because a lot of people that have donated to mine are older people. Right. And so they, Kickstarter was just what they, it was easier for what they knew. Right. And it was also like, it was really the process of like paying was super easy. Right. So the question, that would be the question ultimately I would pose to you when, when choosing where you're going to do it. It's like, where do you think your audience is going to come from? Are they going to come from filmmakers? Are they going to come from people you know? Are they going to come from your your immediate community? Like, you know, where do you think your people are going to pay? And where, right. where would they be comfortable going to and feel like it's a seamless process and in, in donating to you? Right. Like, I'm not sure how much it, it matters. I mean, for my audience, because a lot of them are going to be people who know me through the podcast or through the film community or just on Facebook and and you know twitter or whatever you know and so i think whatever link that i push out is the link that they'll click on and okay, yeah. I, I don't really foresee like if it was a kickstarter then be like oh yeah sure kickstarter versus seed and spark you know i think they'll equally be okay with either one of those you know yeah. um but I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. That if that's just not if that's just my feeling. I am forgetting her name, but there is a woman who directed her first feature film called uh, "Bring Me an Avocado." Liz yeah, Mar Maria Maya. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She used uh, Seed and Spark. She would be a good resource. Yeah, it was super successful uh, yeah. for her, and that's she was sort of one of the bigger advocates in my community. Who is telling me like, go with Seed and Spark. They're amazing. They're really great. They they really treated us really well and they mm -hmm. you know we we reached a lot of people that we didn't know because they were just surfing seed and spark for indie film projects yeah you know so there is like their own indie film community who are on that that platform looking for projects you know mm -hmm. so it's sort of just like a different market and a different group of people that you're reaching to because like on kickstarter 
it's sort of like the masses, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah. everybody's on there and all kinds of different projects. And I mean, I did meet an investor through Kickstarter on my first project years ago, who I'm still friends with. And who's was like, you know, now a producer on my, on my movie through Kickstarter. So I guess I shouldn't knock it too hard. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't think we're knocking on it too hard. I think it's just really a matter. Of, and Ben brings up a, a good point as far as like who the audience is and right. what they're used to seeing because, you know, since we're all like, you know, techie kind of guys, we can go through something like Seed and Spark and easily navigate. Um, with uh, Kickstarter, the, the format is actually pretty simple. You know, you got the video up at the top, right? The, you, know, you keep scrolling down, you get why we're doing this. And on the other side are the perks. Right. Right. And then after the end. Yeah. So, so what's one of the challenges or the, the thing that you've learned, I guess, when going through running this campaign, like what's, what's the biggest lesson that you've taken away from this experience? It's, it, I mean, it's a lot. Of, I knew it would be a lot of work, but it's a lot of work. Um, you know, you're the people your community are going to be the ones that are going to prop you up and, and be your cheerleader. So make sure you have that in place. But I mean, it's just been, it's been humbling, man. Like <laughs> just seeing the support out there for the film. So yeah, I don't know if that's something I learned, but definitely some humility came in there yeah. and being like, man, you guys really, you know, it's, it's great. It's great that people believe in it. And it's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a really kind of good experience to be honest um making doing this are you doing a certain amount of like social media posts per day that you like are managing or have you do you write a certain amount of like personal emails to people in your community every day to like reach out about the 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 project like are there certain things that you're doing that are really making it effective because i mean you are you have 72 percent of your goal and, and you have 14 days left so you're definitely doing all the right things so like what are some stuff some things that you're doing that we could take away and make sure that we do on our projects i would definitely um i i do more like uh video thank yous versus like emails um i just kind of make i kind of do them in batches okay just because i i to be honest they came in a lot faster than i planned <laughs> and so oh, it was yeah, like yeah. I, I was thinking oh i'll do like a one or two people a day you know i'll get a couple of day. and the next thing i know like i have three or four like a day and then it like i think i'm i think i'm down like eight people right now like i have eight people to <laughs> think like i need to make a video today so um and then are you sending them to them directly the video thank yous or are you posting them onto the private message board on kickstarter like where are the videos going all of it i'm putting it on like facebook mainly facebook i just like figured out how to use instagram lot tv so like i'm gonna put them on there there too. Oh, so you're making them public so like everyone can see the thank yous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I do I do it publicly on the Kickstarter page too. Oh, nice. Awesome. So yeah, it's, um, that's a great, that's just a great thing to do and it's a great strategy to use. It's like thanking people publicly and that came from a friend of mine named Rajiv. Oh, okay. Shah, who was like, man, he's, he's like, I thank people publicly and people really appreciated it more than emails and I'm like, oh, well, let me just do that. So I've been doing the public thank yous. Nice. In terms of posts, I'm posting once a day maybe twice if something like you know cool happens nice or if i just have a cool thing but i try not to over bombard people with like stuff right um, right i try to make my post interesting more interesting than just about me asking for something right so like i'll have i'll have a piece of artwork or i'll have like an interesting insight to like you know what i was doing in the filmmaking process um you know if we get some press i'll do that 
Like it just kind of nice. depends. You know, it depends what we're doing. Or uh, I think I did like for the backers. I did like a uh how we made the poster. Like you know how the poster was designed, and you know that it was like oh, a three D nice. model. And like I went through the whole making of the poster. Just a quick little blurb like i try to keep it short and sweet um nice you know the thank you like i said the thank yous are really good and um yeah i mean we just i do a lot of personal touch like i call a lot of people i run into people okay i go where i go where people i know are at or people that are interested in in what i do are at and nice yeah it's just a lot of that like you just kind of i spent a lot of time just like i said i have a community now and that community has showed up which has been awesome that's cool so have you done press outside of uh, social networking? Because it seems as if it's it, it seems as if you know if you're not if you're not like putting like Merit Monster on blast, you know, through the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all that stuff. Uh, are, are are you are you taking it offline? So it seems like you're doing more personal stuff to to get to get your funds. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, one of my talents is being good in a room. Like I'm just you know I'm, I just know how to talk to folks and it's it's um it's genuine when it happens right so right. um yeah like doing that um what was the other question like do i am i oh yeah uh press so oh, press yeah i mean yeah. we're working on that it's definitely not easy to get into press these days i mean even blogs are hard to get onto mm-hmm. so we're working with um kickstarter has been helpful with uh setting us up with some folks that are going to help us with that and then myling who is my social media well she's really my associate producer now she used to be my social media person now she's the associate producer <laughs> nice. um who and she's been working that angle with trying to just get us in the to the local oakland blogs and um you know we we've knocked on the door of a few press places you know the usual channel two etc cetera, etc cetera, but mostly we've been trying to keep it like on the ground with community folks nice and see you know and and because that's i mean it's really a movie that i think oaklanders and bay area people are gonna be the early supporters of and then once it gets made and people see how awesome it is then they'll be like oh it's awesome let's get funny it's it's, it's amazing you know that kind of thing yeah 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 and then what about um like events have you done any like live events uh during your kickstarter to kind of like you know get people to like you know, donate in person and like have laptops and cell phones ready so that people can just like, you know, log in and just like do it on the spot. Like, are you doing any of that kind of work? We're working on a live event that's going to happen towards the end of the Kickstarter. Um, nice. Not a hundred percent sure how we're going to pull that off or what we're going to do yet. But um, yeah, I think there'll be some kind of, some kind of live, live event. Uh, that people can come to and you know now it's all on everybody's phone so it's like you don't need that like laptop sitting out there like you can just go to people's phones right. and be like hey go to your phone right now it's right there <laughs> right right well i guess for the people who like that don't you know have um like the tech savvy to be on kickstarter you know mm-hmm. it's like having one ready for those kinds of people i just i was at a fundraiser about a year ago for a documentary and it wasn't through Kickstarter or anything. It was just like t- t- accepting funds directly, but they had like squares set up and they had like three producers running around the room. And then they would just be like collecting as many like, you know, uh, investments or donations as they could, you know, um, yeah, and it totally worked. Ch- yeah. 
I've gotten checks in cash. Like I've had to. Oh, nice. That's even better. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's happened. And then I've like turned around and, you know, put it into the Kickstarter. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if if you get the checks or the cash, you don't even have to do the Kickstarter. That way you don't have to pay the fee. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that is true. I mean, they haven't been for like huge amounts, but at the same time, I'm like, nah, I mean, I want to make, I want to make the goal. I want to make sure we make the goal. I don't mind paying. Like if I don't even know what the fee is, but yeah, it used to be like nine percent or something like that. Um, I don't know what it is now if it's the same, but uh, yeah, like I should, that was I one should of my hard that. lessons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe because like I, I I made a lot of mistakes with my first Kickstarter. Like I asked for too much money for what I was doing. I didn't make my goal. I had to goose it, you know, which is like putting in the rest that you that you don't have, and then I had to eat the costs on the goosing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then like I made a lot of promises as far as like um, you know awards, and then that cost money too, and so yeah, it was all <laughs> done not correctly the first time. But yeah. The next time I do it, I'm gonna do better. <laughs> I mean, definitely, yeah. I did a lot of awards that didn't cost money. Yeah. I think I have I have one. I got a lot. I got people to donate stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that on there. That I could give away as back as backing things, and then like um, or as perks, and then I did like a lot of like digital stuff, which I can just do on my own. I think the one thing that yeah. the only thing we're mass producing is like the the enamel pin. Like I think that's it. Okay. And that's nice. and I did you know I carefully worked that out and it cost me some some cash but I think I think it's cost covering even with the donations now so oh good but yeah I mean you know um I mean honestly we have to make like thirteen thousand to get ten thousand I think or it's like twelve thousand we have to do twelve thousand okay. to get like to get the full ten right right so gotcha I mean that's kind of our first stretch goal we'll be working with that but also just you know just the amount. Once you start to, and this is my theory, I don't know if this is true. Once you start to like see people begin to see how many people are willing to back your project, that helps. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you know now, you know even if you know we'll make the we'll make our hopefully we'll make our um our ten thousand goal, but it's just like being able to go to companies and be like, yeah, this is how much we did with minimal, you know, with no with barely any kind of employees and infrastructure like this is we've got people just on the strength of this to give us cash right right to give us this much money so you want to get on early or you want to get on late like it's that kind of thing yeah and so there's more value to it than just raising the money i mean we need the money to physically make the movie but there's way more value to like having a successful Kickstarter than just making. Well, yeah, you're building your audience. Yeah. You know, you're. It's like it's like um, marketing for the movie mm-hmm. as well. At the same time, that was what someone else told me. It was like you know, doing a, a crowdfunding is great for the money, but it's also like the start of your ad campaign, like way before the movie comes out. You know, so That's it's right. like really valuable for that reason. And then you get and an uh, email list. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I got I got that from your last uh, uh show <laughs> uh, with your other guest uh, Ulrich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The email list that's like mm-hmm. a huge thing that I'm like working on slowly, but I'm not doing a very good job with my email list. I got to redo my website and you know get that all part of my my website. I have a small email list for the podcast, but yeah, I gotta I gotta build it up. So Jeff, yo, uh, you have one final question for Ben before we we uh, bring it home. I do not. 
Oh my God! Yeah, I know. Terrible. I know. I know. I know. How dare I, you? I, 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 <laughs> the, uh, the, okay, you know what? I, I, I could, I could go off the cuff, but uh, well, here, well, here, let, let me, well, let me ask my final question, and you could think ahead. about it, and then you yeah. can, then you'll have one. Um, All right. So my final question, Ben, is about uh, the short film and the production. So, like, you know, I have a really good feeling about your crowdfunding campaign. Like, I'm, like, you know, if you were to ask me. Like I'm, I'm just going to say right now, you're going to get your goal, if not way more than your goal. Um, but what's the plan? Like, when are you going to shoot this movie? Is it going to happen like in the summer? Are you planning for fall production? Like what's your, and then when do you expect to have the film done so you can start uh, shopping around to film festivals? Uh, my goal is to, you know, shoot this thing in September. Nice. That's the idea. Uh, May, like mid to late September is when I'm hoping that we have casting and we have all that kind of like sorted out and we're ready to shoot. Um, Hopefully the monster will be designed by then and we'll be filling out the rest of our crew. Uh, Hopefully we'll finish, uh, you know, post and visual effects by like November. Nice. That's my, that's my goal is this November to be like, to be done. And then, um, and then pushing it out for the holiday season, the folks. Nice. I don't. We're not gonna make Sundance. I don't. I mean, I don't even know what we're. What I'm not even thinking about what. <laughs> right. What kind? You know, uh, festivals we're gonna even get into. I'm just trying to like get it done before the end of the year, and then we'll, you know, we'll submit to some grants. We'll submit to um, all the usual places. Yeah, yeah. Production companies like yeah. your contacts that you've already reached out to yeah. all those people. They'll, they'll be getting it like early. Like basically yeah. when it's done uh, and no one knows it's done, that's when I'll be like, I got the short. You want to watch it? And then they can, I'll send them a link, you know, it'll be that kind of well, thing. Well, if you could hit the deadline for South by Southwest in the fall, which I think it's like October or something, yeah. um, that would be amazing. Like even if it was with a rough cut, because yeah. I think that's probably the festival that your movie would probably do, you know, really well at, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. for the genre and the style and everything. So that might be something to, to think about. I, I actually talked my producer he said that he's gotten movies into south by southwest as late as december but i think that's with like connections and stuff you know um but i'm sure with your network at sf film you probably have like a bunch of people who have contacts at um south by southwest so i'm sure you can make that happen yeah i mean that'll uh, be that'll be you know i'll be deferring to them and my producer like what on that strategy right right you know we're hoping to reach out to the folks at cine reach and get them involved um i mean yeah we've got a we've got a list of folks we want to work with and and of course the people that are interested in making the feature so it'll just that's the main to me that was the main reason i made it like i made the festival the festival circuit will be great and we'll run it and i love festivals they're fun and you get to talk meet other filmmakers and other people doing great things right but i you know my main thing was to be like it's made here this is what i've been talking about are you you know do you dig it or don't you yeah let's make this movie (laughs) yeah basically like let's just let's get on with it because you know i ain't getting no younger (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure um all right jeff you got your yeah. question now okay. yeah yeah it was something i wanted to ask a little while ago uh yeah so what was what was actually the one thing through the crowdfunding that was like okay let's not do that again you know was there any like uh not snafus but you know some things that didn't work during the campaign that you can give some uh some of the uh, filmmakers out there man um let's see what did i do that man i shouldn't do that again um you know actually to be honest it's been a little smooth <laughs> i think um i would it had i would definitely tell people pre-plan like i gave myself i think like three months to like pre-plan the 
shoot. I was like, ah, oh, three months will be fine. That's not true. Like it's six months. It was literally six months of planning, maybe seven. We launched in June, so almost seven months wow. of planning and work. Mm-hmm. And like, and this is a team of two to three people that were putting this together. It was just a, it was a lot more front end work. And we still weren't like a hundred percent ready. We were like, okay, this is as close as we're getting. Let's go. And then it just happened to be enough. Like people saw it and they were like, that's amazing. And we were like, don't tell anybody the mistakes. Like (laughs) that kind of thing. (laughs) So it's that kind of, you know, that's the thing. Like just give yourself a plenty of time to like lay that groundwork for crowdfunding. Cause man, it's right. I don't want to say it's a beast. It's not, it's, it's hard and you lose your mind. I think I get tired of looking at social media. That's why it's hard. But right. Um, cause I'm way more on social media now than I have ever been. Right. But I think, um, that it is, that if you build in that that extra planning, like I mean, I could have used another month just to plan out like all the posts, like. But if you build right. in that that pre planning and don't try to rush it and don't be like, oh, we're gonna launch in three months, like that's just not gonna happen. Like unless you have a team of like <laughs> seven people working on it and they're fully full time working on it, and you've hired a social media person who has those connections. It's gonna do all the passing around and calling ahead of time and asking for favors and. Like all that stuff, and if you don't have that, then just make sure that you pre-plan. And um, because that's that was the hardest part for me was like, I'm ready to go. It's not ready. I'm ready to go. It's not ready. Pull the trigger. No, wait. We found a mistake. Like it was literally like we had a two week delay because it was like a four. No, it was a four day delay because we misspelled something wrong. <laughs> oh shit! And like Damn. and like wow, we were so busy on other things. But we couldn't launch the Kickstarter because someone had to go in and like fix it. And it was like a graphic on a Photoshop thing. They had to go into Photoshop and like fix it and make another thing. It was like a whole thing. Wow. And like I didn't have the file. My associate producer had it, but she was super busy. Like it was just a thing. Wow. And it was like it was a four day delay just on the misspelling. Damn. Well, I've got about three months ish that I'm planning for mine, you know, so... How much are you asking for? Or so you think. How much are you asking for? (laughs) Yeah. 20. 20? 20, 20,000 for a feature. Yeah, for feature production. Yeah, so we'll see. See if it's enough. I mean, I already got the the main cinematic part of the, the... you know, the video all done, mm-hmm. you know? So I've got like an actual scene from the movie that I'm going to show, you know, nice. that I've been working on since September. So that's, I think, going to work in my favor, you know? And mm-hmm. I've got part of the Kickstarter video shot, and then I'm going to have to figure out how I want to blend what, I'm, what I've done to what I'm going to do, basically. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is going to be that difficult, but I just... Right now, I'm just working on the video and getting those things all finalized. And I've got like all the social media accounts all set up. I just haven't launched them yet. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make sure that I have all the the visuals the way I want them and that I'm ready to start sharing things and start to actually post regularly, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I don't want to launch and not post like, you know, at least every day or every other day, you know, leading up. Like, I really want to, like, be able to build the audience and get my people who are already on social media and, to me, like, kind of, you know, aware of the movie and get them over there. So I, I got to start that stuff as soon as possible. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you're posting, you know, stuff before you launch the, the Kickstarter, like you've been posting for, like, a month. Because, right. I mean, I was posting stuff on social media for, like, a month before we launched. And, I mean, yeah. by that, I thought 
a month before I thought we were going to launch. <laughs> so, right, right. So just make sure like you have that you've been building the audience and then you're like, aha, look at this. Right, right, right. And they're like, it's oh. kind of good, you know, for me, I have a little special weapon with this podcast because I've been talking about this movie on the podcast for a couple years now. Yeah. Yes, he has. And so like <laughs> my podcast audience is aware of it, you know, so I think it's going to sort of help. Maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, I really need to get on this stuff like right away, basically, if I'm going to do this. Um, and last question really quick. What has been the most responsive social network for you? Has it been Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Like where do you get the most love? Facebook. Facebook. Nice. I mean, I get the most, we get the most likes on Instagram, but the most like, the most donations have come from Facebook. Okay, nice. So it's, um... At least the people that, I mean, I've been on Facebook for forever, so, I, you know. Yeah, me too. It's kind of, so I would, you know, yeah. but then, like, you have to figure out how to get past Facebook's algorithms. Oh, yeah. So just make sure that you get, the the, the best way that I've found to get around those algorithms, and, the, you know, by saying it, they may change it, who knows, <laughs> <laughs> right, is, to get, right. is to get folks to like it and repost it. Right. Right. So there's like a fine line between like a post that goes away and a post that gets enough likes and repost that it's viral. So it needs to be like, and then it has to be like shared. Basically. Yeah. And once you start doing yeah. it past like the one or two people and it gets into like the eight to 10 range, then right, it starts right. to stick around the feed. There you go. But if you don't get it liked fast enough and then it like goes to the bottom of the feed and disappears and then it's a wrap. Okay. So, all right. But that's my good, theory. Good words. Words of advice. I like it. That sounds pretty sound so uh uh ben this is your moment where should people go to uh find more out more about lake Mon merit monster movie lake Mer the lake merit monster that's what it's called right yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where should people go please go to kickstarter.com check out you just search for the lake merit monster movie there's only one of them <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. it's under projects we you know projects they love so you can look under there too um and you know please if the spirit hits you donate if not just tweet text email facebook the hell out of that thing and um you know spread spread the love nice awesome so if people want to help and they don't but they can't put money then it's like uh sharing posts liking posts that's what you will help a lot or yeah or if you know somebody in the press who wants a great story <laughs> nice there you go <laughs> all right all the bloggers out there this is uh this is the movie that you need to be talking about please, so please. Uh, get on it awesome um and then are you what about uh social media what's all the social media handles for the movie uh we are at the lake merit monster movie on facebook and we're at the lake merit monster movie on instagram uh, on Twitter, you can look under Raz Filmworks. Nice for the uh, for most of the information coming out of there because for some reason our Twitter handle got like suspended, which was weird because we never posted anything. So oh damn, I don't know what's up with Twitter, man. Cold blooded Twitter. Cold blooded. They don't want no monster movies. Damn. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's yeah, that's where you can find us at. I mean, you can also go to benjaminmoholland.com. Um, it's all there on the first page. You can nice donate or hit up the handles awesome well thanks again ben for being on the show and uh yeah, you know you. i can't can't wait to uh to see this movie i just watched the kickstarter video right before we started so uh <laughs> good job on that and uh yeah you might see a donation uh, from me I will uh, in the near future i appreciate all <laughs> donations <laughs> yeah man uh and you can check out our website at makingmoviesishard.com where you can find links to the to the things we talked about on this episode 
If you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com, or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MMIHpodcast. I am Ulrich B. on Twitter and Instagram, and Jeff, you are? I am at L. Jeffrey Moore on Twitter, and uh, visit my website, ljeffreymoore.com. And if you're really feeling kind of crazy, you should check out my podcast, LJ Presents. Oh, yeah. Comes out every week on Friday, so uh, check that out, too. And and Ben's episode will have just hit uh, last week, right, Um, when this is coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so at the time of this recording, uh, it'll go up this Friday, so... This show will go up the following Monday or the Monday after the Monday so, after. So it'll be up. It'll be two, one one episode old, I think, at this point. Right, right. So either way, like we, you know, like Alric and I talked about this and and to really, you know, get get Ben's uh, goal completed, like uh, LJ presents episode with uh, Ben is going to go up like in the middle or a little bit over the halfway mark. And then uh Making movies as hard is gonna do that final push to uh, yeah to get it to get it done. So Ben, I think you have like six days left or something, or four days left on your on your Kickstarter. So what do you want to say to people if you got four days left? I got four days left. Help! <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, um, yeah, we got four days left. Please, please help us push us over that 10,000 mark if we're not there and if we are there help us get those stretch goals we get some really cool things that'll go in the movie if we can hit those stretch goals so nice please uh yeah give all you can awesome love it and if you like this show you can tell a friend about it you can help us get the word out leave a review on itunes or stitcher is always good we got a bunch of really great reviews lately and i love to see those and we're gonna read them on the show soon so uh, yeah, if you like the show, give a review. And also, we have a Patreon page. Not to try to take away the thunder from Ben's, but if you like this podcast, you can go and support us on Patreon. And yeah, thanks again to you guys for a great episode. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yes, thanks yes. a lot, man. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Our pleasure. And we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>